Hello, lifers, and welcome back into the living room with us for another episode of Because Life Can Be a Niche podcast. Thank you so much for listening, wherever you're listening. If you want to see what's going on on the actual podcast, then there's a little bit more video there. Come on over to the YouTube channel, um, comment, like, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, we really need some more subscribers to our channel, and we definitely need the comments uh, so that you can tell us what you think about the show. And then, of course, give us feedback. Tell us what you want to talk about and what you want to know about. Uh, today, uh, the, we always start with our tea of the day, and I have it. I don't have my teacup because you might be able to tell, those of you watching, I'm on the road. So I'm um, actually at my parents' house. And we're spending some time down here with the kiddos and my mom. And so I'm in, I have my Yeti cup, but in my Yeti cup is uh, this peach passion tea that a listener, a lifer shared. So, um, and I'm not a big fruity tea person, but in the summer, I actually enjoy a few fruity teas. And this one, of course, I'm a Georgia peach, so why not have uh, peach passion tea. So thank you for that suggestion. I love it. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna sip on it throughout this episode. Mm. It is good. It is very good. And um, let's just get on into the topic at hand today. I have been these past few weeks dealing with something, and um. And I didn't know why at first. Like, I was just feeling some type of way. I knew we were coming home to my hometown. Uh, my parents' home is still uh, standing. And uh, next door is my mom's sister and her husband. And then my mom's brother and his wife are on the other side. So it's just like long strip with a lot of land and family, like, right there. Uh, so it's always fun for the kiddos because they get to ride bikes and scooters and do whatever they want to do and just have a really good time. Plus, they love coming here. I hope that lasts forever because they are in that teen, preteen, just getting their stage. And my hometown is like, I love it, but I'm older now. You know, it's not like being able to just go down the street to grab Starbucks because you won't be doing that. You won't be going to like go to the movies. I mean, you have to travel to do certain things, travel to get to like larger restaurants and things like that. But that's the beauty of my hometown is that it is, it's, it's growing a lot, but it still has that small hometown feel. And my kids love it. And, and I'm just like, good. I hope it stays forever. But if it doesn't, I understand. You'll appreciate it when you get older, just like I appreciate it now. But leading up to this, coming home and 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 hanging out here, because I work from home, so I just work here, and you know the kiddos do their thing, mom does her thing. Um, I was feeling this pensive, really uncomfortable. Make sure my face not falling apart, like. I don't know I felt some type of way and I know people say that and it's so general like well, what do you mean what type of way are you actually feeling and I kind of put my finger on it this week that I've been um, hurting a little bit and sad 
about coming home and 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 it's because of change that's happening and that's what this episode is about is talking about change and how we deal with it um and how it affects us and how it's affecting me right now because i'm just going to talk about me you guys can take what take what you can get from it add to it get in the comments and add to it but just sharing what i'm dealing with and grappling with right now behind my parents house it was this like acres and acres of land trees and just grassland i mean it was just beautiful to me and but i'm a nature person so that's why it was beautiful to me and so i love coming home and just sitting on the patio or working in the yard or just cleaning up around the house and seeing trees and land just everywhere and i'm actually for those of you watching i'm filming from my parents bedroom where the window is and i can like see outside because there's a reason i'm talking about this and so about i don't know it was right before my father passed there was this decision the land was sold to a company um if i'm not mistaken outside of in atlanta maybe i'm not sure where they were from and the rumor was that they were going to develop the land and put um, townhouses or, or condos or something to that effect on the land. And immediately right then I was triggered. Like, I don't know if it was, why did they sell the land? This land is beautiful. It's trees. It's so nice. You know, why, why do this? I don't know if it was that or if if it was the idea that it just bothered my dad so bad because he was in the hospital and he was like, you know, we need to get down to this commission meeting. And I'm like, Daddy, you're sick. You are not going to be able to leave this hospital and go down to some commission meeting and be able to do anything or, or ask questions because... He kept saying, we need to know more, you know, maybe that's not true. You know, what's happening? Because the the government invites you to come in and express your opinion about whatever, la di da di da you know, ask your questions, you know, reject and say, hey, we don't want this or learn more and say, oh, okay, this is a good thing. But he couldn't. He couldn't come. And, and I was with him. And I know that deep down he probably was thinking, well, why don't you drive down? And, and say something for me, but I didn't want to leave him because he was very, very sick. It was right before he passed away. And so I just remember then putting it in the back of my mind, but not being settled and not really being comfortable about it. And so here we are, let's fast forward um, two and a half years later, and I'm sitting at home, I'm in my parents' bedroom, and there's construction and it's i heard it was condos i'm still not very clear on what it is i saw a sign that said apartments i don't know that's not even the the point the point is i was unsettled about it and i felt a sadness over it 
and and I realized like something's going on with me about what's happening here and and for those of you who have moved around all your lives or military people who are just used to just change 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 you know it's no big deal but you know for those of us who are from maybe places that develop a little slower like my small hometown where things just kind of stay the same for a very long time and then they change and then they stay the same for a really long time, and then they change again. And so you're just like, well, you know, we got another 50 years before this changes. <laughs> and so that in itself, I think, had me feeling uncomfortable when we came home. And so I told um, the boys before we left, and I don't even know why I did this, but now I know why. I said, oh, you know, let's go to the store and let's get some candy before we get on the road and and I'm like y'all know I've, I've given up those have been following me on Instagram I've given up meat for 60 days I'm trying to eat very clean and trying to just really shock and reset my body and and eat well or try to eat better but I bought candy which I have not done the whole time and I'm like okay this is like complete opposite you might as well be eating meat if you're gonna eat candy uh, but I did. I bought, um, this is what I picked out, sweet tarts and lemon heads. And the only reason that I didn't buy, um, now and later, we used to call them nine laters. Um, it'd be ten of them jokers in there too, but we call them nine laters. And I could read. Don't get me wrong, we all could. But I think, I think when it said, like, it said now and later on the package all those years. I, since I was a little girl and could actually eat solid things, I always had some nine laters in my pocket. And I still call them nine laters. And I think it's because I don't know why people never said now and later. Nobody ever pronounced it that way. And I'm not going to disrespect the history of it by mispronouncing it and calling it now and laters. It was nine laters. Because maybe because we didn't want to eat some now and eat them later. Because if I had mine, I ate all mine now. By the time I shared with my cousins, it, there was no later. So maybe I was rejecting the suggestion on the box instead of calling it by its name. That's the only reason I didn't have any because they didn't have any nine laters up in the Dollar Tree. And I got here and I was, you know, just munching on, you know, a little bit at a time on the way down on the drive. And I sat here... Like my first day working, I logged on and I looked out the window and it just like something just hit me in my chest. Like, like I'm just overwhelmingly sad. So my first thought whenever I get that way is, you know, are you missing your dad? You know, because every time I come home, I'm reminded of everything, you know, everything's left. Like a lot of things are left the way he left them and we haven't touched them. You know, it's just part of the grieving process. But I was like, no, that's not it. I said, every time I hear movement, it bothers me. And I had to explore that. And I sat there with it. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm low-key a little, I'm mad. I'm big mad. I am big mad about what's happening in the back out here. And, and I was like, man, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be housing back here and like all the trees are gone and just yesterday um 
I was sitting, and it was right before my coaching session. All this is going to make sense when I tie it all together. So right before my coaching session, I have a, a career coach, but she is awesome. And like a whole, like she does the whole person, like your career, your personal life, everything, you know, how you're managed, how, you know, how you mom, if you're a parent, like she ties it all in so well. So I really love having her as my coach because we delve into everything. It's, it's like having a counselor and a, co- a coach and a motivational speaker all in one. And before I met with her, I was sitting here like journaling and trying to figure out exactly what's happening. And it hit me that I was grieving or mourning, if you will, um, a change. And it was really childhood. This was a childhood memory looking out behind my parents home seeing the trees all the grass i grew up with that since i was 11 years old when we my parents built the house and we moved over here and it was changing and it's different and and i am grappling with a change of a memory that i've held on to my whole life i'm 48 and it's hard because this is something that has been a constant in my life and it's where I find peace. If nothing else is happening right in my world, I know that when I come home to Vianna, Georgia, that the people, you know, those God bless those who have passed away, but the people who are still here are the same salt of the earth nice loving rooting for you wherever you are even when you don't know it praying for you even when you don't know it people and the town square is the same and the you know we may not have the same restaurants and the same stores but the heart of the place is the same and that's what that field of nothing was to me too it was just, a, I look forward to coming home, even when my father passed away, of finding that peace in, at least here, everything is constant. Nothing is constant where I live. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I'm right like in the suburbs, like right north of Atlanta. Nothing is constant. We're constantly building roads, constantly tearing down trees and building subdivisions and throwing up buildings and industries. Always change. But that's not home for me. That's where we live now. It's my home now. It's my kids' home. But this place is like, you know, this is what I'm used to. And I'm like looking out the window right now and everything is changing. And... And I'm mourning that. And then it hit me, girl, that's why you went and grabbed that candy. Because these are childhood things. I couldn't even figure out why I wanted to go by the store. What mom who pays dental bills takes her child, her both of her children, one who we sometimes call sugar bear because he loves candy so much. Why would you help the dentist and send the dentist on vacation by buying your children a whole bunch of sugar. I said, get what you want. I had no limitations. I was like, y'all pick up what you want. I actually bought more candy than they did. They were just, you know, trying to grab this and grab that. And I was like, hmm, let me get this cotton candy soft 
peppermint looking stuff. Never had it before. It tastes terrible, by the way. But Sugarberry got it. I'm not even going to tell y'all who Sugarberry is. You can probably guess. Um, but just, I'm like, what, what got into me? I was trying to hold on to something. In my mind, I grabbed this candy because I was holding on to something because I can control this candy. And, and that's a part of the memory of home. And I can, you know, control like hanging out in my room or working, you know, in my room or working in my parents' room because I can control the atmosphere here. But what I can't control is happening right outside of the window. And that's change, the change that's happening. And I know people don't always equate change with grief but they actually go hand in hand and that's what i was talking about with my coach because i sat there with myself yesterday morning for a minute when i was journaling like let me try to make some sense out of this because you know i don't i don't want to stay here in this place i have no control i can't go stop them but I wish I could. So do my kids. Every time they look, they're like, oh, mom, look at all that. And my little one, you know, he'll shake his fist, you know, like at the establishment. Like, ah, there's nothing we can do. That's all we can do is literally be big mad on the other side of the fence about the change, you know. And they could care less because they like, they arguing with you. <laughs> this past the commission three years ago but you big mad yes i'm big mad and i'm big hurt about it but it's because of the big change and that it has really nothing to do with the progress as much as it has to do with the loss of what i deem as a childhood constant and a memory and when i talked to my coach i told her i said you know I really am not feeling this and I'm feeling some type of way, but I'm also feeling guilty that I'm, you know, like sitting here really wish I could stop progress. And I said, you know, when we say we want change, that's really not true. I know every job interview when people say, well, how do you feel about change? And we always tell the, the big lie. Oh, change. oh, I love change. I'm a change agent and I embrace change. And, you know, change is wonderful. And, you know, change is what drives us. But if that's not true for me, I say that in interviews. If anybody has interviewed me and I've said that, I apologize now because I lied. I like change that I can control. I like change. That's my idea. That may not be y'all. That's me. I'm just talking to me. If it, if it fits you, if I'm putting down something, you can pick up, pick it on up and, and walk with me on this journey. But this is change that I cannot control. And I don't like it. And so once I wrote that out and I figured out that this is beyond my control and that's why I'm feeling pensive and you know upset y'all can probably hear i guess he really ain't liking the change either because he is loud i don't know if my microphone is picking up old dude back here screaming these directions okay maybe he stopped but um the second thing i did was sit down and figure out 
what it is you can do to move on from this place because we cannot live in constant um, fear and um, we can't um, we can't live in constant hurt we can't live in, in constant sadness you, we have to move past that and I thought about it and I said mm, girl you might be a little wee bit selfish I need to change how I'm looking at this change my perspective of this because there was a time when um, when I was about I guess eight years old maybe I remember riding by this land before my parents bought their part and I remember riding down the street and the trees that I now see at the back and where all the grass was that those trees actually were you know came all the way to the street and it was just nothing but beautiful trees and next door that we had um, a family next door there and then a uh, family in front across the street and I thought about it and I said hmm I wonder what they felt like when my dad actually bought um, um, the land and they started bulldozing the trees where our home sits now and when my aunt and uncle bought their land and they bulldozed more trees and then my uncle bought his land and, and he and his wife and they bulldozed even more trees so we're here as a result of change happening it may have happened in the 1980s um and and it was constant until 2021 that's just an example y'all of how how long it takes sometimes for things to change where i'm from but that's why i love it but i imagine for them they may have been like we've been here all this time and it's been trees and i imagine for um the echoes family across the street from us that they could look out their back window and just see nothing but trees and now they saw bulldozers and digging a foundation and all those trees are now farther away so they had to deal with change too and so i had to frame it that way like everything i have in life everything i've done is a result of a change happening that may have been uncomfortable for someone else um even you know my job opportunities or, or when i've been promoted or moved up that was a change for the people around me. We all have to deal with change all the time. The thing, I guess, is when it's something that hits you in your gut is to acknowledge that, look at it, you know, try to look at it at a, in a perspective in a way that, you know, well, what does this really mean in the grand scheme of things so that you can internalize it and then keep moving forward I don't like to say accept because we tell people all the time we well, just need to accept that and move on you just gotta accept it and move on that's so first of all people don't accept things it's just not that easy you just don't take an accept 
vitamin in the morning and then all day long you can just accept stuff that's happening i mean it just doesn't work that way acceptance is almost you resist things so much that saying oh just accept it it's just like how how do i accept it you may acknowledge it you may deal with it you may feel it deep down in, in your on your insides but you know do you accept it i don't want anybody telling me you just got to accept that and move on on a lot of stuff no i don't i don't have to accept anything because that's you telling me that i'm allowing things to happen to me not just you know just piling on me that way and you can have some control so that's why I don't frame things that way, but I had to frame, I had to really get real with myself and frame, you know, what's happening back here. I still have my opinions, my strong opinions about this happening. Um, and I will for some time. And then eventually I'll move on from that because they'll be built and there'll be families there. There'll be more housing and and i looked at it that way too like you know my hometown is known for a lot of things but not a lot of like development in terms of housing opportunities so you know it's been years since there was another place that people could call home if you didn't build your home or rent a home or buy a home there wasn't a lot of multi-family opportunities because those are filled or people they've been built for years and it just says not something you're not going to see that like you do in atlanta where they're basically throwing up housing for everybody every day and so i looked at it that way too like this is an opportunity for affordable um housing and you don't have to go to another neighboring city or wherever to find it you can actually stay here and work here or whatever it is you want to do so I put that down I looked at it that way too all of this just really really recognizing that you know I've got to change my focus basically because um and stop eating this candy because me and these sweet tarts cannot go too far I need to put them down right now. Actually, I I need to just put them away and save them. But when I was talking to my coach, uh, and she said, you know, what you're doing is you're mourning. You're mourning the loss of something that was very dear to you in your childhood. And you're, you're doing very well by writing it down. You're already processing it. But I want to give you a method on how you continue to walk through it and deal with it so that you can and she also didn't like the word accept that's why i love her as my coach she's like so that you can acknowledge it and then take what you've learned from that and just go on about your business um and she called it the rain concept and it's really from tara brock who i who you know leads meditations i think she may be into buddhism or something to that effect so it started with her but it's used in a lot of coaching methods now in terms of understanding 
uh, what's happening around you. And, and the RAIN method is an acronym which stands for recognize, acknowledge, investigate, and nurture. And she, my counselor, my coach was like, you already have recognized, allowed, and investigated. Now it's just time for you to get on to the nurturing part. Um, so I recognized that by realizing, hey, I got something going on that doesn't feel right. And I need to sit down for a minute and figure out why I'm not feeling at peace and, and, and at a state of joy and happiness that I can normally easily snap myself into or get into, never get out of, really. And I'm like, I'm not even able to get back there. I'm sitting here, I'm praying, I'm, you know, journaling. I'm not there. So I had to recognize what it is that was bothering me. It was, the construction is definitely bothering me. Definitely. I'm not going to deny that. But it was the wiping away of a memory that I had since childhood. That's really what it was about. And I recognized that. And like, okay, boom, that's it. And then the A in RAIN is acknowledge. And I sat down and I acknowledged my feelings, you know, and I really dug deep into like the selfishness part of it from where I was being selfish and then where I was hurt and then what it really means, you know, what it, what it really symbolizes. Um, you know, I acknowledge that my kids, um, all their time with my father was like right back there in all this land where my dad would just cut the grass behind the land that we owned and, and just keep cutting. And he cut out a whole little golf fairway and, and it was like the nine hole. <laughs> he taught them how to putt and you know how to chip and all of that he taught all them all these things so i just remember everything they do too he taught them how to run bases you know in that little place so i i acknowledged what it was i was really feeling and, and what it was i was really losing in my opinion what i was losing is all those things and that's what they're dealing with too is well all our time with granddad in that field and now that that's just not only is he gone, but the place where all those things happen is also completely destroyed. And so that I had to deal with. And then the I investigate, I sat down and I really did investigate, okay, why is this a trigger? What is this? What is this happening? You know, are you internalizing something else? Is this connected to anything else? Is this connected to people? Is this, and that's where I was just started because just investigating all the pieces of this thing that I was mourning. And then in is nurture, you know, nurture how you feel, you know, girl, yeah, you hurting, but it's going to be all right. Go and drink your little tea, which I am right now. <clears throat> I needed that tea. Um, but yeah, nurturing, just ex just accepting the feelings that you have and not trying to push them down and push them down because that's what we tend to do. That's what I'm going to speak to me. That's what I tend to do when change happens. Oftentimes, I have compartmentalized it and just put it out of my mind. Like, well, I, I, don't, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to deal with that. But... All we're doing is just pushing it down someplace only for it to pop up in a week 
and you find yourself in the McDonald's line ready to go off on somebody because the ice cream machine's not working. And you like, it's really about that thing you pushed down a week ago that you didn't deal with, that change that you didn't acknowledge, that, that thing that was happening that you pushed down or put out of your mind or somebody told you to accept it and move on and you thought you did and you didn't. You didn't accept anything. You accepted that you was going to go off on somebody about the ice cream machine or whatever else it is. So, you know, making sure that we nurture the, the feelings and nurture the things that we are going through and, you know, not listening to the talk of, because people are quick to tell you, well, there's nothing you can do about that. I don't know what you're worried about it for. Why are you worried about that? You can't change it. You can't do blah, blah, blah. People will tell you that so much. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you still don't have worry. That doesn't mean it doesn't affect you, that it doesn't bother you. So those are the things I think if, if using the RAIN method can apply to so many different things, recognize, acknowledge, investigate, nurture. But this whole accept it and move on, please, please. Let that let that down the vine, my friends, because there is no such thing as just accepting things and moving on. You might move on. You may say to yourself you've accepted it, but you'll find yourself getting into situations or getting into moments of just outbursts. You don't even know why you acted like a clown. But you, I bet you can trace it right on back to where you accepted something. Or somebody told you to accept something and get over it. And, and you did. We don't. That's not how we're built. We're all connected. We're all, everything is connected. So there's no such thing as, ah, shoot, get it. Get over it. Get, move on. And you can do it that quick. You can't. No, I don't care how much people tell you. You cannot. Just snap your fingers and get on with something it has to be processed. And I think that's something that I have learned as I've gotten older, a little bit wiser, a little more sugared up lately than I used to be, is give things just to do. Give your feelings um, respect. Respect what you're feeling enough to look into why you're feeling it and address that. Um, that is something that I have learned to do, that I respect my feelings. Because, yeah, I respect the feelings of others all the time. We're always asking people, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you dealing with that? But do you ask yourself that? How are you doing? How are you feeling about that? You cool with that? And just journal, write it down, or do something to acknowledge it. But respect your feelings, too. And then work through them so that you can be in a place of, all right, I'm, I, now that I know what it is, now that I've identified the thing, and now I've identified the thing that caused the thing, and I've written down the things that I can do about the things and the things I can't do, then I can move on nurturing this thing, these feelings, without missing a beat. And that's, that's where this topic was. I just had, it just led me to share. I wasn't even going to talk about 
this because I didn't know I needed to, but I did. And um, I hope it helps someone who's listening right now or watching right now. Um, and I, you can probably hear the construction just going on in the back. I'm, I'm nurturing. I'm trying to ease on down into the nurturing phase of this because I absolutely cannot go and change any of it. Um, and I hope that you do some investigation. I hope you recognize how you truly feel. I hope you investigate why you feel that way. And I pray you nurture that so that you can move forward whole and and in a place of peace because that's that's the only thing that that's been disturbed in all of this was my peace and that's why i had to sit down for a minute and figure out why i didn't have peace and now i do well not really because they're loud and i can't really rest and think but i got peace in on the on the inside down deep down in my inner parts I do have that now because I know what it is. You guys, thank you so much for riding with us and, and rolling with us and, and you know, hanging out. I'm going to drop in some video and just share, like, my hometown. You guys got to see it, but what it used to look like, what it looks like now, you know, kind of thing, and, and where things are going now. I didn't even share. Um, Oh, shoot, I can't wrap up yet. I got to tell you guys. So another thing that happened when I got home was my grandmother's house where she used to live has been bulldozed and completely cleared off the land. So that's another thing that's happened with all of this. So not only is all this gone, but my granny's house where I learned like to play and to have fun and, and food and smells and everything. And nobody was there. Nobody in the family was there. I mean, it was owned by someone else and other people had lived there, but it was still there looking exactly the same and now that's gone too. So it was a lot of change that I had to acknowledge with that. But I'm going to show you like these places if you're watching the video so you can just get a glimpse of my hometown, which I still love dearly. And if nothing else, you can always come home. Always for me. And I'm grateful for that. I'm blessed that I have a small hometown with the best people and the most wonderful memories ever. Because memories can't be destroyed. Land can be changed and moved and brick and mortar can go up. But your memories are still there. And if you are doing anything to preserve those, just pass them on. So they live on in your children or your children's children or in your nieces and nephews and godchildren. So that even when your memory gets to fade a little bit, when you get a little older and a little more salty up top, there's still a tradition of legacy being told about what it was like. And that sometimes is half the battle. Thank you guys for rolling with us, riding with us. Hit like, share, subscribe, follow me on Instagram. I share a lot more, talk about a lot more things than just this. But I appreciate you all. Have a wonderful, most amazing weekend and a wonderful and amazing week ahead. And pass this along to somebody who might need it. Because there's somebody going through some change right now. Might not be this, 
but it's something and maybe it can help all right guys be good to yourselves be good to each other and i will see you when i see you Oh, man.